Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is just too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it, how's it going, bud? It's, it's going well, bud, in great form. Uh, after we had a lovely weekend where we hung out with our patrons on a Google Meet call. Th- did that happen this weekend? Was, was that this weekend? We could just gone there, wasn't it? Yeah, just, 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 it just seems like a dream. It seems see, like it was years ago. I keep thinking about it over and over. <laughs> I can't say when it was. We, we want to send out a special thank you to everyone who showed up. It's very lovely to see all the patrons and all that kind of... They all just drop in. Basically, it was like a two and a half hour Google Me call where we all yeah. just jumped on and we ranked DC movies and we just all had a dumb chat about very silly things. Could have been longer. We were late to our own Google Meet call, it turns out. <laughs> it was a funny story. So for anyone who wasn't invited, I was meant to set up the meeting. I had an oopsie. I was meant to start it at half one. But mm-hmm. on Google, on the Google calendar, I accidentally selected one fifteen. So 15 me and Sean earlier. had a meeting beforehand because we as were we like, do. as we do, we just jumped on our own call and we were like, Asher, will we jump in together? Because it's weird if one of us joins and the other one doesn't and everyone's just there looking at one of us. Yeah, um, we're a package so, deal here, people. <laughs> we're a package deal. And so we were in the other call and then I checked and I was like, wait, that call started at quarter past. This is like one twenty nine. We were actually night like... <laughs> Over f- nearly fifteen minutes late to our own hangout. <laughs> it was it was very embarrassing, and we're we're sorry for that. It won't happen. Everyone again. was just sitting there, <laughs> just and like, what do you do? like? So what what do if you we talk just about? What if we just didn't show up? Like, <laughs> we, we stood up our own listeners. <laughs> So it won't always be like that. Usually no, it's a really, no, no. we're on the this ball. This is our pitch. This is our yeah. pitch to come to the next one. Is that like, we will have it sussed out by that point. We'll, we'll have it figured out. We'll kind of like, maybe, I'm taking, we set it up for a time that we know when it starts and then mm. we go at the starting time. And then time. we stick to that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't no, want to break the rule book too much. But regardless of our scheduling uh, kerfuffles, uh, we ranked all of the DC movies from 1996 onwards. Uh, and 1966 a, onwards. 19, that's what I said. 1966 onwards. Oh, I thought you said 1996. I do apologize, no, Connor. I was like on. Batman and versus, Batman and Robin. <laughs> that's that's it. When it, look for me. That's when cinema started. Um, <laughs> this is cinema. But we just had a bit of a chat about how the show is going. Things are coming in the future. All that kind of stuff. So big shout outs to all of the patrons uh, for coming and supporting. And us. you're going to be getting a movie review later on this week. Just Hell, to let you all know. And the movie yeah, we've chosen is Green Lantern. Hell so if you would like yes. to hear our Green Lantern review, you can head on over to the Patreon now and get it, get it all access to basically every movie review we've ever done and get access to all the hangouts we ever do. But Sean, mm. we've got weird news to talk about. Yes, we um, do. 
what what is the concept of weird news? Well, this is somebody's first episode. You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man who has been too busy being late to his own meetings to look at any weird news. You'd think I'd have so much extra time. <laughs> What do you do with that time off? Usually just sit in silence until the voice stop. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Panic. I wait until they quiet down before I <laughs> click join. <laughs> it's just better for everyone, really. Um, so, shall we are starting off this week um, with another animal on the loose that I feel like could be one of... Um, the animals though gets talked about on the show for several months so we've covered a lot of animals that maybe have what my main one that I'm thinking of Hank the Tank Hank from the last tank. year yeah. um, who bear. was a bear that was robbing people and then turned out to be tree bears that were robbing houses in one particular area in America yeah wasn't there a peacock or a pheasant or something that was causing issue there was, in there was a peasant not a, fe- a peasant a pheasant peasants. well Connor you would see them as peasants of course uh, well I would see them as peasants of course <laughs> you're, uh, regard me as your lordship from now on please um, but um, nope. so this this week shall we have Gary the prick goat <laughs> breaks into homes steals underwear <laughs> headbutts anyone in his way what the fuck the prick goat <laughs> is that like a type of goat or is he just a, a prick no he's like? just a prick he's just a bit of a prick, prick of this a is in the headline so uh, Anne Lomas bought a goat from a breeder as an idea that children visiting her alpaca farm could walk him but instead the animal has terrorised the local neighbourhood ever since so this is Gary's story, Sean. Anna, or Anne bought the animal in 2021 to accompany her Willow Lane alpacas farm on the fringes of, lake, of the Lake District in Cumbria. Everyone's favourite Lake District. Very um, good. <laughs> thank you. The goat, called Gary, may look adorable, but he has caused carnage <laughs> in the area. Within hours of arriving at the farm, Gary harassed other animals in order to steal their food, while not afraid to headbutt any water, anything that ever came near him. Sean, I mean, Gary's a menace. Gary's a prick. It's a, like, a headbutt from a goat is serious business. Yeah, uh, yeah, They can actually do some damage. They also have horns and shit like that. Has he just not been around other animals or humans before, though? Like, is it his fault? See, we we don't know. So Anne told the news that Gary has been a nightmare from the get-go. Pretty much the first day he was here, he broke into the hen shed and started chasing them around and eating all of their food. Within a few days, I had to separate him from the other goats because he kept headbutting them with his horns. <laughs> Fucking, so wait, you had a rake of goats already and you decided let's yeah. just get another goat? yeah. What? But, like, what's the... Just let the kids walk the big goats that are calm but, and chilled out. But, I mean, they, she didn't realise that Gary was a fucking lunatic when she got him. She was just getting another goat. You don't just... But it's not like you get to look at the goat before you buy it, surely. You don't just go on Amazon and order a goat. <laughs> I, that's what I do. What, why, what do you do? I, I, I go to my local reputable goatery. And... and, and <laughs> <laughs> one goat, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like looking at a lobster tank. And I just like, I'll have that one. Um, they're all swimming around. Yeah, it's a really swim. weird goat farm near me. <laughs> they just all are dead. None of them can swim, just floating. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so um, I put him in with the alpacas as they're bigger than him and they can handle him. So she had to take him out of the goat area, put him in with the alpacas because Gary's such a prick. I don't, right? think, though, I don't think that logic is... Like, if a dog misbehaves, you don't put it into the lion enclosure. Like. So how else is he going to learn? you got to teach. He's become alpha of the lion, so no. (laughs) But before long, he started escaping uh, the alpaca area. The alpaca farm owner has received calls from locals in nearby Grangeover Sands, what a name, saying that the mischievous goat has been stealing their underwear and would turn up with bras and pants on his head after taking them off washing lights. Um, He's a pervert goat, is he? It's not ever touched on, but he may be a pervert. Now, he that is not, he's a prick, but he's also might be a pervert. That we're just touching on that at the minute. That's it, yeah. There could be an element of sexual deviance to the goat that we're not addressing. <laughs> it's just, we just want to blanket the story with that statement. <laughs> His erotic behaviour does not stop with just His erotic behaviour? Gary has... Te- no, for, no, he's erratic. <laughs> oh, sorry. Genuinely misheard. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> his erratic behaviour that can be described as erotic. Oh, Gary uh, ter- has terrified customers by jumping on their picnic tables and eating their lunch. He once broke into someone's house with the owner finding him asleep in the living room while he has also become adept at bursting footballs with his sharp horns which Ad has tried to tackle by putting foam pool noodles on them but he just shakes them off and continues bursting all the footballs within a 10 mile radius. He is genuinely just being a prick like. He's just destroying things for the sake of it. <laughs> so Gary has become a local celebrity after Ann started filming him. Um, basically, at all no, his hire antics, an right? animal trainer, Ann. Don't just film the fucking goat doing devilment. <laughs> hire someone professional. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what you do. You get a bigger goat. You get a bit. You, there's no point putting them in with the alpacas. They are not going to teach them anything. What you need is you need a goat coming in with a packet of cigarettes in his sleeve, maybe some sort of spider web tattoo, maybe a teardrop tattoo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He walks in, long, slow drag. He's the new boss in town. He's here to sort out Gary. Oh, okay. So you're thinking this is more of like an intimidation. I was, I was thinking like the scared straight program, but for goats. <laughs> We send them on one day. We just we send them into a <laughs> but prison. We do, but we do it with humans, so you can't understand what's going on. But they're screaming at them. Yeah. <laughs> no, like no, like the regular, like the regular whatever program yeah. there is. He just joins that particular group, and it's full of humans. Yeah. And he's a goal. 16, 15 year olds and Gary at the end just kind of looking at the big massive muscly man at the front saying like, I could have been some, I could have been a contender, but I'm now I'm in here and all you motherfuckers shouldn't be doing crime. That, yeah, exactly. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, like if you were this goat's neighbour, what at what line do you look at calling someone? Because Anne clearly can't look after this goat because it keeps getting the fuck out and terrorising the town. So who do you, what do you do there? Uh, apparently he went too far last month when he bit one of the nearby farmer's arses. <laughs> again, deviance. <laughs> they've, they've also dubbed uh, Gary's paddock as the prick paddock um, yep. on the farm. And they put him in there when he has done some bad shit. And it gives him time to think about his actions and to give other animals a break from his bullying. <laughs> Here's a thought. Stop letting him out of the prick paddock unless he's so, not being a prick anymore. So here's the thing. Pro- shithousery, we can deal with humans. This is Gary the shithouse. The yeah. Gary the prick goat. How do you deal with a goat, Sean? We come to you as Oi. our resident <laughs> animal handler. Sean, no. how do we deal with a goat that is a bit of a fucking prick but has not committed any <gasps> crimes, just general nuisance and mischief behaviour? Yeah, okay. You're going to need... You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get need to get the goat to be sound somehow. So, what do goats like? Let's have a think. <laughs> What's the natural predator of the goat? How dare you throw this question to me? <laughs> and be like, oh, just solve this, but make it be funny. <laughs> Fear in your eyes. <laughs> it's it's real. It's very very real. Um, Goat. I might as well okay. give you a Rubik's oh. Cube. Here we go. Okay, I knew you'd come up with some. Go on. We go to the past, okay? <laughs> it's a terrible plan so far. We go to one of the emerging pagan cultures in Cumbria at the time. And we just let... Do we have Gary on a little leash? And can, what are they doing I just, at that time? Can I just... Go ahead. I Look, I don't want to interrupt. I yeah. have my hand up just to yeah. let you know that... At this current point in your plan, yeah. we have created the time travel and we're using it to set Gary straight it's the and only nothing way. else. Yeah, that's it. One okay. one and done. One use. I, ju- I just wanted to be clear that that is what we're using the power of time travel for in this current plan. Yeah, that's... Uh, oh, okay. Are you clear on that now? Can I continue? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all okay. in. I think it's a fucking fantastic idea. I have no, nothing else to change. <laughs> so we're in this pagan community in Cumbria in, I want to say, the 11th century. Oh, why not? <laughs> I don't know if they were active at that time, but whatever. Uh, but what goes on there? A load of, a load, a load of sacrifices... To various deities, Connor, for a plentiful harvest and such. What are they sacrificing? Only goats, okay? (laughs) So your plan is to go back in time to sacrifice Gary 
in a situation that we could do now and you wouldn't have to no. go back in time to do. No, you can't sacrifice animals now. It's not allowed. You have what? to go to the past. But... <laughs> Well, technically, no, because you could just, like, you could say, oh, I'm sacrificing you for a plentiful harvest, Gary, for next season because of global warming. It would might it might even work better because back then they, they had fucking loads of harvest, I can only assume. I mean, I, 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 well, you don't know. What if, mm. what if, oh, I've, I've cracked the whole thing open, Connor. So, so we've far, traveled- your plan is time travel. Go yeah, on. Yeah, no, I'm still on that. So we've traveled back in time with Gary to pagan times in Cumbria, whenever that Gary's was. Gary's coming with us. Interesting. Yeah, Gary's coming with us, right? We go back because we're like, look, we're going to show you what a goat sacrifice is like. We turn up. <laughs> they're like, we've never sacrificed a goat before, but we'll try it because our harvest has been shit. <laughs> they sacrifice Gary, thus leading to the whole goat sacrificing tradition. So we're starting, but then you would have to specifically find the point in time just before they sacrificed the first goat. Yeah. There's no way you're currently Googling when was the first time they sacrificed a goat because there's no way that is known. Uh, the um, paganism, apparently. <laughs> no, that's paganism. That's modern paganism. When is original? It's fucking modern. ages I, old. It's did so you not realise we have a time travel? <laughs> oh, Sorry. God. I just looked up pagan first. When was pagan introduced? And it said X Men two thousand because <laughs> there's a character called Pagan. <laughs> I have a new plan. <laughs> Time travel back to the set of X Men two. Give Gary the go to the actor playing Pagan the character. Call it a day. I no mean, more actually needs to be done. And but then he's a prick goat in Hollywood. Think of all the things he could get up to, Connor. Yeah, but at that point, he's not our problem anymore. He's not Anne's problem. We've solved Anne's problem by transferring the problem over. Wait, so your your use of time travel is to take this goat back to the year 2000? Yes. And no, just, that's the first X-Men. Sean, the second it, X-Men... They said was, the first X-Men in the Google search oh, sorry. result. I, I, my apologies. The first, yes, that is, the okay. time, that is what I want to do. Okay. Is there anything else you want to do in 2000 at the time? Oh, want to warn anyone um, of anything, or...? I think anything we want to change, we tell Gary, and okay. he'll he'll make it You're happen. Like we goals. tell him, we tell Gary the goat about Y two K that it's probably not going to happen. Like there's no need to worry, um, mm-hmm. and just all the stuff that's going to happen probably in later years. And he'll probably remember it. He's a bit forgetful, but I'm sure he'll tell them. Or he won't because he's a prick. He'll keep talking. He's a bit himself. of a see. That's the risk we had to take. I don't feel comfortable telling them all that because they'll just throw me to the wolves. Like uh, we'll be sacrificed as people who are pretending to know shit. That's whereas if we were, I would say in let's say the year six eighty six. That's the best year I'm getting. <laughs> then maybe we'd be like, oh, they're the best, and then we're the new kings of Cumbria or whatever. <laughs> so you're, but. Once again, your plan kind of decides that we don't come back. Like, we go back and then we just stay there as kings. I said it's one way. So, like, we're in this. What? Like, we're, I we're, don't want to join this plan. You, you're in You're in this now. <laughs> Look, you brought me this we're problem. You're in one. <laughs> you're in one. There's only one way to solve it. That's that we both go back to the year 686 with Gary the goat so we can sacrifice him, thereby ensuring a plentiful harvest and the continuation. Can I just make a new plan? Yeah. Big cannon. Stick Gary in it. Call it a day. Do you think a goat could survive a cannon? So what would I find out, to be honest? See, I don't condone cannon and goats, but what I'm going to say is if the goat is a particular big prick, then you kind of have to. I don't think you have to, though. I think think it's frowned upon not to. I think think he needs a one-goat kind of farm. What they need, they need to get him to an old farmer who's an absolute prick themselves. Yes! And just have like, and all their animals are dead because they're miserable. And then none of the crops will grow because all the land is sour because of all their fucking sour attitude. And it's going to start off and they're against each other. They won't even look at each other. And then over maybe a few months, maybe through a montage, uh, they'll learn that to respect each other and also that they're not so different. This is the thing because we're going to, Gary's going to go there in, I would say, late summer, early autumn. They're not going to get on for a few weeks. Winter hits, Connor. It's cold out there. Farmer feels bad for Gary. <laughs> Invites him in, gives him a bowl of soup. 
<laughs> and a spoon. And a spoon. He's like, I can't use this. I'm a goat. And then yeah. that's he how says that. Gary he says speak. that out yeah. loud, which is actually, that surprises the farmer as well. Yeah. And he also says, don't worry about Y2K. I don't know why that's in my head, but you're not meant to worry about it. <laughs> it's the one thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea we told them that and then still sent them to now. Like, he never went back in time. We just told him about Y2K. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen again, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, lad. This is a genuinely, it's above your head. I have to yeah. be honest with you, Gary. Um, so, I mean, Gary, he's, he's running rampant currently. Gary the prick, goat. Um, we've obviously solved that you give him to an even grumpier farmer. They fall yeah. in love. You have a movie based off it. And then maybe some sort of, what you need at the end of that movie is some sort of goat competition that Gary is too wild to enter, but through the bonding of love and friendship, actually learns to control himself and then ends up winning the competition that will eventually give the farmer no. enough money to save his farm. He doesn't need to win, Connor. He doesn't need to win. He just needs he to just better needs to himself. Just... <laughs> Yeah, he loses, but then you have a scene like in Cool Runnings where he's carrying his own little... He's, he's carrying himself off and everyone just starts... Yeah. Everyone it's, just bursts into cl- clapping. It's like the end of Real Steel, Connor. <laughs> it's like it's exactly <laughs> like the end of Real Steel. Actually, are we got given out to, because we have moved Movie Mondays to monthly, yeah. um, so it's no longer weekly, and it's someone has pointed Mondays. out... That every single week since then, on Weird News, we have talked about movies. Yeah, <laughs> because and here, because we're excited about them again. <laughs> we love movies. We love film. <laughs> but it's always like from movies from 2001. <laughs> That's our wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to move on from Gary the Prick. Um, just, I wish I, I could. just think... I, w- I wish we all could and wishes as well we don't know what to do with them but I think we- we've given you some ideas yeah. Um, yeah. So- take those away now and work on them improve <laughs> on them maybe a spider gram a, sp- a spider diagram and then just a few lines coming out of it and then figure out your own next plants how often do you make a spider diagram in your everyday life oh in school nearly every day yeah I used um, to do it a lot in school not once since I left ever since I've left I don't have enough things going on in my life that I need to plan Oh, well, like Google Meet calls that you need to be on time for. <laughs> That's true. Spider diagram, turn on up on time. <laughs> Question, another line, no. Question mark, or, or don't, either. Whichever's good. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and it is woman passes her driving test on her 960th attempt after spending 11 grand on testing. Jesus Christ. Yes. I Look, I'm all for bettering yourself. But if I get in the car and you tell me I failed 959 times. Yeah, yeah. Probably not going to do. I'm saying this as a man as well who did one driving test and failed it and has never done one since. <laughs> you got, you got scared. Noise. I got, you got oh, fucking scared. So you scared. Did. I, came, I came up to record the show to you. You did. I was like a you fucking did. dog for the day. I was just yeah, so mad. You were fuming. I and then when I said I passed first time, you weren't too happy either. No, you really drilled that home a couple of times as well. First time, no faults, just easy peasy. No faults, no, no faults. No, no, it's a, no. Look, look, who needs to drive? And it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's stressful. It's a, it's a single tear. <laughs> a, I get by Korean all right. Woman, a South Korean woman finally passed her driving test on her 960th attempt after spending more than 11 grand to get her license. Uh, so she first attempted the written test in April 2005. Ooh, Sean, a good um, year. And after failing it for the first time, she continued to retake it every day, five days a week, for three years, with a total of 780 attempts of the written exam. Every day? Wait, just the written exam? Yeah, oh no, this is just the written parachute. She hasn't gotten into the car yet. What the f- how? Surely there's a set number of answers that can be given. (laughs) Logically... It can only be a certain amount of answers. It, like, did it get to, like at a at a certain point, you're just trying every possible combination of answers. That that must be the way you do it, yeah. Which would end up with maybe about seven hundred and eighty attempts. But surely they tell you what ones you, you got, got wrong. wrong and give yeah. you the correct answer, right? 
Mm. Well, that would make sense, but maybe she just is a bit forgetful. Mm. So she later started taking the test only twice a week until she finally passed before having to move on to the practical test. So she failed basically 950 times on the written exam um, until she went to the driving test which she then tried 10 times to pass because obviously you have to do them once every like six months didn't get as much time to do them yeah um, and she did it on her 10th go she passed meaning she went through 960 exams in total before she finally got her license Jesus Christ what a racket <laughs> it is to learn how to drive as well it's just a fucking <laughs> although I was trying to do the maths and I was like in Ireland if you did it 960 times you're well above 10 oh, grand surely 100% like a, a, what's a lesson like 50 or 60 quid like 50 quid for a lesson you gotta do so you gotta do the written mandatory. exam which is 40 euro yeah and then you gotta do 12 lessons before you're allowed to do the exam but the 12 lessons are like 300 euro 350 yeah and then like and if you're doing and you get 12 lessons but if you're doing your driving test you're probably getting extra lessons on top of that so the, but, each extra lesson is like normally like a a, a test driving lesson so like our yeah. driving tests so like they they do basically a, a mock exam and they normally charge like 70 quid a pop for one of them yeah it's ridiculously expensive so and then also the test costs like another 80 euro as well yeah and then you have to like renew your license and pay for your license and everything like that i still have the provisional <laughs> license it's just it's handy for id but like <laughs> Sorry, also, I got ID'd the other day. I was buying wine and, like, a load of vegetables and groceries. And I'm like, this is not my play. I'm not buying this to cover up. Like, I'm making dinner. I'm using the wine for cooking. Ah, yeah, that's what they all say. That is what they all say, true. There's some lad outside the Aldi just slumped in the corner covered in wine with a big bag of peppers beside him. But, like, Connor, you you know him. Like, look look at me. Do I look under 18? Yes, you do. Do yeah, I'd I? give you a 14 at a, pu- at 14. a max. 14? a very hairy 14-year-old. <laughs> that 14-year-old's been through some horrible a fu- things. A full face of beard, but 14 is what I would give you. All right. 14 out of 10, is it? Thanks a million, bite. Appreciate it. You have that. a musical taste of a 14-year-old. I will certainly Honestly, give you that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay, a kettle, it's pot, you're black. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you going to next week? Oh, oh Paramore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, actually, um, Jess was in work last week and she mentioned that we were going to Paramore and they told her that nobody had ever heard of them. I'm sorry, what? Y- yeah. They've was, not heard of Miss Haley five Williams? Of them and none of them had heard of Paramore. That's disgusting are they like so maybe I we're talking here and nobody's heard of Paramore either Paramore is a, just seminal emo band from when we were teenagers what ta- well you're never 16 like, like what, what are you talking you, about how do you li- they, have so, they had some of the biggest songs of the time they, and of this time the number ones they they the number ones lads Hayley Williams had a whole solo album it was class <laughs> What was the new Fallout Boy album like? Oh, it's fucking, oh, it's so good. It's it unreal. Good? It's so good. It's like uh, Folly Adieu, but uh, Oof. like just a continuation. It's Oof. so good, Connor. So it's better than like the the last album. I It's it's better than Mania, I would say. Um, mm. Mm. It's like, it's like my peak Fallout Boy era, which is like, Folly Adieu, there's like uh, Infinity on Highs in there, uh, Under the Cork Tree. Oh, I love all Fall Out Boy things. Mania's still a good album. I look, I'm just an emo. What can I My say? My favourite Fall Out Boy song is Alpha Dog. That's all I'm going to say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sean's so excited that I just threw Alpha My Dog man. <laughs> My man. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> Do you want my ticket? Because you can have it. <laughs> I can have it. Thanks very much. <laughs> what did you told me? What concert did you see last year? It was like Paramore followed by a Blink was, 182 or something. No, it was uh, the Hella Mega Tour. So it was Weezer, Fallout Boy and Green Day in one concert. <laughs> and I was like, this Amazing. is it. I could die right here and I'd be happy. <laughs> if, if this is 2005 all over again and I'm having the best time ever. <laughs> it's like it, ne- it never got better for me 
My one stat is that St. Jimmy was, uh, I think it's track six on, on American Idiot by Green Day. <laughs> Perfect might album, be, by the way. Maybe track five or track six, but I said that and someone was just like, how do you... How do you know what track number St. Jimmy is on American Idiot, the 2004 album? Because I had an MP3 player that could hold yeah. exactly one album's worth of music. Because he starts at one, two, three, four, and then he goes one, into two, three, it. Four. Everyone knows that. It's, it's like nine minutes, but it's fucking good, man. <laughs> no, that's Jesus of Suburbia. Jesus, 908, John. 908. 908. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible in a table quiz. No, nothing else. <laughs> I've really specked into American Idiot trivia here. <laughs> American Idiot trivia and random facts about movies. That's about it. Honestly, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty um, widespread. So, shall we need to get back to the driving test? Because according to the report, like, I know far more about Fallout Boy than I do about driving. Connor, we're starting please. a new music uh, podcast, <laughs> and it's only based off those bands. It's just us being like, "Yeah, this was really good." <laughs> do you remember that album, two thousand seven? It's a five-minute-long show. <laughs> <laughs> Music Mondays, let's replace it. Oh, it's, it's back! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Um, according to reports, the worst music test ever, by the way. Just the oh, two yeah. of us being like, that's pretty good. Nobody's talked about that band for 10 years. It's like all these cool underground bands. No, no, no. Just give me more power I don't get, more. I don't want to know what's happening right now. What happened when I was 12 is yeah. really what I want to know. Also, Block Party are playing. They're opening for Paramore as well, which is fucking huge. I was talking to someone during the week, didn't know who Block Party were. I'm, I'm going to say something negative. Go ahead. When we went to see McFly last year yeah. in London... Uh, they had an opening band called Milk um, and I don't know if you've ever heard of Milk I hadn't I uh, no. the crowd were not into them oh, <laughs> dear. they were like a screamo band but they were opening for McFly so that you is, could understand the dichotomy of what was happening there. This is, mil- Yeah, I'm googling Milk and it's just giving me the dairy product Milk Band <laughs> Milk Band the music a uh, four-piece pop band based in Dublin. Uh. So they came out. They they screamed a lot. They 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 went mad, and everyone was there with like it was like all people in like twenties, thirties, forties, or there with their children who like yeah. McFly, and the vibe was not. It was it's not a, matching, and it, I, it was one of those moments where I was like, "Oh, lads, <laughs> oh no, lads." <laughs> Do you wanna do you wanna just dial it back? No one will judge it's you. Not, this is not your audience. I feel bad for you because they were putting it all in, but it just was like in another room. I think this could do quite well. But in this particular room, we're not really feeling this. <laughs> um, so, Sean, when she finally got her license, we all went out cheering and hugged her, giving her flowers. This is her driving instructor telling them wow. um, as they were as she finally got her license. She spent nearly thirteen thousand euro on the driving lessons or to get her driving license. Um, it feels like a huge burden falling off her back. Said her driving instructor. <laughs> Oh, the instructor said it. We're glad to be rid of her, quite frankly. We hadn't, we didn't have the guts to tell her to quit because she kept showing up. That's, that's kind of heartbreaking. What's she going to do now, though? Like, is she just going to drive during the day? Yeah, like, like, what? I mean, she's she has a license now, Sean. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. That's true. But like, so say she was given an hour a day at the test. That's two extra hours in her week that she now has to deal with. What, like, what, mm. think of what you could do with two extra hours, Connor. I mean, there has to be a point before nine hundred and sixty times when someone decides that driving just isn't for them. Yeah, oh, sure. South Korea as well. I'm sure. I'm assuming it's fairly well connected. It's not like Dublin where there's no fucking transport whatsoever. Like, I'm sure there's some way to get around. Yeah, yeah, but also driving in Dublin is like. It's not the best the way worst. to get around by far. Like it's, it's, I, I get if you were like out in the sticks in the countryside or something. But if that's the case, how are you getting into town th- two or three times a week to do a fucking driving exam? How many times would you have to fail the written exam before you stop doing the written exam? Honestly, if I, I mean, look at me. You I failed, failed one, it once. You failed so. once and you've never done it again. And that was 2018. <laughs> look, look. No, it was 2019 and COVID happened then. So, okay. you know, 
and COVID's yeah, oh, still yeah, going on, so I'm not going to do it yeah, ever. Still <laughs> I refuse to come back. <laughs> um, uh, I No, but like, what's the thing you could do? You could fail the most times and still be allowed to do it. Like, if you failed your yeah. pilot exam 10 times. Yeah. The, See, you, I don't understand. Like, I, I still think you shouldn't be allowed on the road after a certain amount of tries. Because you might just get lucky once, but clearly you weren't good enough the other 700 times. Yeah, it's the it's the odds game. Like, you're not betting on the horse that has lost every race but one. Yeah. You know? Because, because like, you would just need one good day where all the traffic goes your way, and then you just do, like, a half-decent one. You get, like, nine marks against you instead of ten, and yeah. you just pass with, a script, like, the skin of your teeth. You just get it over the line. But, like, if she's... This is a terrible thing to say, but if there's any accident or anything involved, like, does that come back to the test centre? Like, If there's any accident in South Korea, I think this woman might be responsible. Honestly, especially after this week. But, like, it's just, it's, 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 at a certain point, does the company not have to step in and be like, listen, (laughs) it's not happening. When she's about to start her new exam, a hand just comes in, just grabs the pen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, stop. Genuinely, cease. You are officially banned. <laughs> well done, though. I think it's a fantastic story. She's out to kill people on the road. No, look, fair play to her for doing it. The, uh, I'm talking a lot of shit for someone who can't drive. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I like about you. <laughs> you have the confidence of someone who does have a license. <laughs> that's all I need. That's all I need. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this kind of flows into some of the stories we've discussed over the last year have involved food food ideas that yeah. bowl that adds a, a salty flavor to food that you eat using um, batteries and shit using batteries for the spoon and the bowl we also oh. covered the fact that they're bringing back woolly mammoths um from ancient ice age times yeah. through science question mark but that's to compact ice to stop global warming is which it, like mm. surely there's a better way to do that anyway what wild new fun invention has science cooked up for us today somebody has combined those ideas together sean because Pardon. i have startup makes giant meatball out of lab grown mammoth meat <laughs> this i hate less <laughs> what are you talking about i mean it's like what's the the what's the gay like because it's mammoth meat fine if you want to taste mammoth meat that's fine and you're not technically hurting an animal because it's grown in a lab lab grown meat is, is grand in my book the, i mean we're gonna to have to start doing it a lot more i think it's at a certain point in the near future to be fair um a meatball made of lab grown mammoth meat was unveiled at a science museum in the Netherlands on Tuesday. The process for making cultured meat usually starts with cells taken from a living animal. But at this point, very hard to do that due to the fact that the bully mammoths no longer exist. None them around. Can't take the cells. I've seen Ice Age. You know Ice Age, the, the little thing with the nut. Um, in this case, the mammoth genes were inserted into a sheep cell. Um, the Vow Chief Scientific Officer, James Ryle, said at the availing, the mammoth gene was then overexposed so it would be more prevalent in the final product than the sheep gene. Sean, science is fucking amazing when you think about it. It is mad that you can just do that. You can put <clears throat> an animal in a different animal and have it be born. Now, this is... Here's the issue, though, because Tim Noakesmith, who's the founder of Vow, which is the startup who did this, uh, he said, no one has tasted the meat <laughs> so far. What? A, what ooh. Do you want to be the first person to taste it? Well, he said the protein in it is literally 4,000 years old. Hmm. Do you think it'll taste better or worse? <laughs> It's. I don't know if meat is like wide. <laughs> like, does it get it better as it ages? I, I think categorically, meat doesn't age very well. Well, I, some I would meats. say. Is, go on. Which meat? A chorizo. Oh, very good. Yes. No, but you're not eating a chorizo from 1972, though. No, no, it does have a shelf life. You're right. Uh, Jesus. No, I probably wouldn't eat it. Probably wouldn't eat the mammoth meat. <laughs> Also, don't eat what meat at the minute. I, I have... Yeah, I have a situation. Go for it. You've been out on the fucking drink all night, lad, right? Happy days. You come home. Next day, right? You're dying for a bit of... Something fucking... Something nice. Some fast food, right? 
just whatever it is, and you're you're too hungover to do anything, I come around, I got you a burger and some right. chips. Love it. Salty chips, nice. burger. Vinegar? Mammoth. Vinegar the chips? Uh, oh, vinegar, salt and vinegar, lad. All over classic, them. Classic, classic, right? love that. Uh, you can have ketchup if you want, but what I'm saying to you now, it's mammoth meat in the burger. Nobody's tasted that. It's 4,000 years old. <laughs> How hungover am I? So hungover. You were on the whis- pints of whiskey last night. Pints of whiskey, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I was in Padraigines, was I? Uh, <laughs> so, I think I'm eating it. I think genuinely. If you hand that to me prepared as a burger with like, you know, and I'm dying, yeah. like I'll have it, Definitely. Joked on you, I've poisoned the chips. Ah, oh, it's a win-win. It's a win-win for me, Connor. <laughs> yes! I feel like dying anyway. <laughs> it's the easiest way out. The uh, No, I think, like, like, there's, have you heard, you've heard about the, the giant tortoise, right? So, uh, the giant the, tortoise. Oh, the fact that it was so nice, it's the nicest meat that anyone's ever had, yeah. Yeah, and there's no more of it. So what if we just brought yeah. that back? But we don't have to hurt any giant tortoises, or I say hurt, kill any giant tortoises. To I'm pretty sure there's like only like four left, and they're all heavily protected. Yeah. So if you just make more, but just the meat, well, how, well, like Whoa. I don't think lab-grown meat is that weird. It's objectively less weird than how you get regular meat. And also, the regular meat they're injected are full of shit anyway. So well, I this mean, is it, yeah. At this like point, which is the lab and which isn't shot? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, aren't we the experiments, really? <laughs> We're actually all going to die. Modern life is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, look, I just wanted to bring this up because I felt like it was the perfect culmination of our salty bowls and our mammoth meat coming, our mammoths coming back to life. You've got mammoth meat coming back. Hey, look, I, I will say, if I'm, if I'm going to eat mammoth meat, I'm putting real salt on it. I'm not using the mm. fucking bowl. <laughs> Okay, you're you're hungover, right? <laughs> and dying. No other cutlery in the house. Absolutely. F- oh fuck! Pints of whiskey all night, and then I I drank a few shots as well. Right, right? <laughs> of whiskey. Dead. Weirdly, was that? <laughs> you shots of whiskey as well. You're just you just love whiskey. You're drinking it all night, right? Then I'm like, I got you this four one, right? Three one, four one, whatever you want, right? Do people know what but a four one is? You have to eat. What? Do people know what a four-in-one is? John, explain Go, Please that. explain. Uh, four-in-one, it's a takeaway item you can get. Uh, what am I thinking? Chips, rice, chicken, and curry sauce, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, continue. Per- perfect hangover cure, I can only assume. Just carb. Um, <laughs> pure carbs. Carbs and salt. But, Sean, I got you one then, but you have to eat it in the salty, vibrating bowl. Can I turn it off? Can I turn the bowl off? No, you ha- it has to be plugged in. But that's, uh, I wouldn't put a right. I would. Just, hmm. What about the, t- the 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 tub that it comes in? Can I not? No, it, 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 it's given to you in your hands. In my hands, <laughs> they just get a ladle and they just pour it into your hands. Is it hot? Yes, oh. it's burning you. Okay. You need to put it in a bowl. In that very specific and outlandish circumstance, <laughs> then I will use the weird bowl that oh, makes so things salty. You've got salty. back on your word. Fuck yes. you. You're a bit of fucking. T- <laughs> <laughs> Weak willed, so yeah. Sean, would will. you like tea in the mug that kicks you in the face, or would you like boiling water poured straight into your hand? <laughs> John, I, t- I expected more. <laughs> Stuck by your morals. <laughs> um, okay, Sean, we need to move on to our next piece of news. Um, and what I have is prisoners in real life Shawshank Redemption breakout are arrested, stopping for pancakes. Ah, lads, you were so close to the end there. Mm. But this wait. Is, this is one of those where they were so close to victory and they could smell it, but they could also smell pancakes. I mean, and if you Shawshank redemption your way out of a prison, uh, you're going to mm. want to smell some pancakes, I would say. That is true. Uh, but their escape was short-lived after the pair decided to stop for pancakes and were identified by fellow diners. So prison officials discovered John Garza and Arlie Nemo were missing. Of course, Nemo was missing. They found him, uh, From Eport oh. News... I could have told you that. He was going to fucking... I keep an eye on him. Yeah, um, can't trust The prisoners... Him. 
The prisoners had dug a hole through a prison wall using a priv- using primitive made tools constructed from a toothbrush and a metal object. The tools enabled them to exploit a construction design weakness in the prison to access untied rebars between the walls and use doors to further escape. Garza and Nemo then scaled a high prison wall after getting out. It was a full on prison escape. I didn't know it. Like, it's mad that people do that. Just Yeah. I mean, just to do a prison escape, that's cool. That's cool to do, right? It's a cool plan. I mean, it is a cool plan until they shoot you in the back. Yeah, but like, at least you escaped prison that one time. At least you look class for a few minutes. The uh, I don't know, I just got really interested in the Alcatraz prison escape when I was a kid. And I was just like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> How old? Oh, probably like eight or nine, to be fair. like How interested are we talking here? I just, there used to be that Mythbusters episode. I just remember watching it on repeat. Uh, there's the film uh, Escape from Alcatraz that's really really good watch that on repeat as well Uh, read a lot of Wikipedia how do you you escape from Alcatraz so what you're going to want to do right is you make dummies of you and your fellow prison mates uh, leave Mm. them in the bed you've uh, you you wait till the guards change shifts Uh, you've worn down the bars of the cell you walk out you have a raft made of coats uh, that you then inflate now that raft yeah, you're you're in you're in the the, the 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 San Francisco Bay at this point, right? You're on a boat made of coats. You have to keep inflating that the whole way up. You're never found. Did you die? Did you escape? Who knows? Who could say? I'll be honest with you. They definitely died. No, Connor. The boat was made of coats. No, no, I look. I know the story is lovely if they survive because it's pretty cool. But look, they're on a boat full. of... What are they on a boat full of? Boat made of coats. A boat made Three of coats. Three grown men. Made a of coats. Made of <laughs> what I want you to do right now yeah. is get your coat okay. and put it in a puddle. Right. Just, or even just fill up your bat and then just put a coat in it. Mine's made and of then fleece. Try to sta- I don't know if that'll And help. then try to stand on the coat. No, because it's full of air because they've tied the coats together into some kind of raft. But they have to keep inflating it the whole time. Okay, tie two coats together and keep inflating it and put it in your bag. No, I can't stress how many coats they use. Like, it's upwards of ten coats in this raft. Three men, ten coats. Air inside the coats. There's just no way. Look, I mean, look, they're definitely dead now. Like, yeah, well, obviously now, but at the same time, dead as well. I don't know. I don't know. There's still mm. that bit of me that's like, maybe they did it. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, it's, like, um, it's like, uh, oh, plain guy. Uh, D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. It's. I watched that whole documentary on Netflix and it was just four episodes of, well, we don't <laughs> fucking knows? know, man. <laughs> we don't fucking know. You watch eight, four hour long episodes of just people sitting down going, that's pretty fucked. We've no idea how to solve it. It's crazy. This dude. No one suspected him. But then he did this. What happened to him? I don't know. <laughs> My favourite is the Unsolved Mysteries thing on Netflix. And people watch yeah. it going, why are they not solving any of these? Because there was, a, there was an episode of, there was some Discovery Channel show where they were, like, it was the secrets of Al Capone's vault kind of a thing. And they were just, they told this whole story of Al Capone, how he hid all his money and all this. Then they broke open the vault at the end and it was just fucking empty. And it was the biggest <laughs> anti-climax I've ever seen. <laughs> And do you think when filming that, they were like, this is going to be fucking gold. Yeah. Not literally and metaphorically, behind that wall is probably gold. So much we're gold. Actually gonna, this is going to be the best documentary anyone's ever shot. Because the whole thing they open was... It. Yeah, the whole thing was done like they, would be, they were in the place that they were cracking open the wall that the vault was behind. T- mm. And then telling the story and it would cut away. Then they'd come back to the vault and see how progress oh. is going. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. They, they knew. knew. And, a- and afterwards you're like, do we put this out? Can, can we save this somehow? And, and I think it ends with just being like, well, and that's the story. No one really well, knows. Well, we tried. <laughs> well, you don't know. Maybe the mystery <laughs> is still out there. Maybe the mystery was in us all, all along. Maybe that was the real mystery. Maybe, maybe that mystery was the dog in us this whole time. <laughs> we got that dog in us. But in the case of Garza and Nemo, Sean, yes. escape plan was filed within hours by their apparent fondness for pancakes, as the two men were spotted by members of the public at an IHOP in the early hours of Tuesday morning. Um, so they broke out that night. They dug a tunnel 
broke out through the wall, sprinted across all of the yard, avoided all of the spotlights, scaled a high prison wall, somehow still got away. And the only reason they were caught is because they stopped at an IHOP and people knew and recognised their outfits as prisoner outfits. I mean, yeah, that's weird that you would just like go somewhere public while dressed as prisoners. Like, I, they mm. just didn't have a plan for when they got out of the prison. Um, I get they were probably hungry, but, like, surely there was something else nearby. Or go and find some clothes and then go to the IHOP. Well, what are you thinking? You're, you wouldn't go IHOP. If you were going to no. go somewhere... Oh. I think McDonald's, because nobody asks questions at McDonald's. I think IHOP is... It's too fancy. If you're if you're looking for somewhere where nobody's even going to raise their fucking eyes and look at you, the McDonald's at three o'clock in the morning is the place to go. That's true. And if you want to double down, you like get a phone and you pretend you're an influencer doing a bit, uh, and that's how you explain away the prison uniforms. It's like, what's up, guys? We're in. McD- <laughs> I'm pulling a prank on my boy today. I'm going to dress him up as a prisoner and see what happens. <laughs> The uh, I will say McDonald's pancakes not good. Don't like them. Uh, oh, strong, strong stance to take. Too spongy uh, for me. <laughs> What's your favorite pancake? My favorite pan. My favorite pancakes are crepe, Connor. Oh, sorry. That, so you're you've chosen wrong. That's interesting that you did that. Crepe, Nutella, banana. What's wrong with that? You tell I'm, me. I'm going. I'm going American style. If I'm going pancakes, <sighs> I'm going fluffy. American style pancakes. No, no, mm-hmm. too, they're too cakey for me. I need more pan. <laughs> I need less pan, more cake. No, less cake, more pan. <laughs> Wait, a cake are you doing the pan? <laughs> it's a pancake. It's all making sense now. I just like the versatility of a crepe, how it can be sweet or savoury, depending on my mood. I don't want versatility. I want my tub-tub full, Sean. In, you well, know that about me. Do you want scrambled eggs in a crepe, Connor? Because I'll fucking <laughs> get you some. No, <laughs> don't. It's delicious. Scrambled eggs, bit of salmon. Um, num, num, num. Do you know what I started putting in my scrambled eggs recently? This Go for it. <laughs> we have little garlic granules, right? Of course you do. Started, started throwing a, a few little lemon, a sprinkle of them, oh. just in the garlic. Oh. Instead of salt and pepper, a little bit of that, a little bit of some herbs, mixed herbs. Throw that in, bring it out, salt and pepper that up, put it on the toast. You're laughing, lad. My you actually God. are. Just you're, You'll be laughing all the way to the bank. Laughing hysterically. Like, all those vampires around you. Fucking dead root. I took a load of drugs before I ate that scrambled <laughs> egg, but I was laughing hysterically, so I was afterwards. Garlic um, and egg, classic combo, just for what it's worth. It's, a, it's a classic combo. It's so it's good. Combo. Do you know what I put in a bolognese the other day? Was uh, <laughs> I got a sriracha caramel. Connor, so it's spicy but it's sweet as well. It's Do very... tell me about that now. <laughs> oh. I will, but maybe we should do it off mic because I feel we've lost the run of things here. <laughs> Sometimes different things interest us. Um, we just don't talk enough. That's it, Sean. We're just... That's it, yeah. We need we need some downtime between podcasts where we just fucking chat. You need to text me every day what mad shit you're doing because this is <laughs> wild. You put sriracha in a fucking... Oh, my God. Um, Sean, we're, start... we're, mo- we're not starting off. We're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news and it is Mount Dora Man tries to evade police on bicycle. It's not going to go well for this man, I think. I think this might be a Florida man, uh, but a Mount Dora man was arrested for a, look where Mount Dora is Mount, on, in like America. Dora the Explorer, or is that? Dora the Explorer, yeah. Mount, uh, Dora. Mount Dora was Florida. <laughs> a Mount Dora man was arrested for allegedly running from police on a bicycle after being stopped for missing lights. So police observed forty-six-year-old Ricky Lubar Taylor on a blue bicycle near. Wardell Street, everyone's favourite street, at around 10 to 4 in the morning on Wednesday. His bike did not have a front light or a red rear light affixed to it, completely in the dark with Ricky. Ricky, nobody could see you at all. Um, Taylor refused to stop when an officer attempted to stop Taylor for the improper lighting. Loud verbal commands from the police to stop were met with Taylor with a Nah. <laughs> Ooh, he, he he hit him with the nah. He hit him with the nah and then began to pedal faster to flee from law enforcement who showed were in a car. So difficult to flee, but he's attempted to give it a go. I mean, it depends on how good he is on the bike, doesn't it? Like, mm. And, mm. and what the speed limit is, because the cops, they have to stay within the speed limit. 
So you're saying if he if the speed limit is forty, but he can pedal somehow at fifty, he'll get away. He will, but also he he's now broken the speed limit, which is an additional crime. Oh, <laughs> so so really, you want to go one hundred and twenty miles per hour on your bike? I think you want to go eighty eight miles an hour so that you go back in time to pagan Interested. times. Uh, ah, right, and sacrifice a goat. <laughs> yeah, you've brought a goat with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you have, you're on a bike, of course you have a little goat in the basket at the front. <laughs> <laughs> He's your bell, you, you, you bring him and he goes where? Honk, honk! <laughs> That's what goats sound like, right? Taylor turned right at the Pine Avenue as police followed him in a patrol vehicle, the report said. He turned his bike onto a driveway and rode eastbound on the sidewalk as an officer pulled into another driveway further east of his location. The attempt to stop Taylor failed as he continued to cycle and continued to tell the officers nah Ooh. whenever they told him to pull over. He's fair play to the stamina on the man. Do you know, if I was being chased by a car, I'd fold pretty quickly, I imagine. The, the officer apparently lost sight of Taylor. <laughs> he was headed into a wooded area and notified other He's officers. He's going off road! <laughs> He's going off-road. He did went into the wooded area to try and stop Taylor from fleeing. At the time, another officer announced on the radio that he was on the far side of the wooded area and he had caught Taylor and was attempting to place him in handcuffs. Um, officers arrived to assist as Taylor refused to surrender his left arm and it began to continue sprinting back to his bike so he could get away over and over again. So once I get to the bike, I'll be fine. Oh no, I handcuffed myself to the bike. Guess I'm off. Um, he was cha- charged with failure to obey law enforcement order to stop and resisting arrest. Sean, here's the tape. You're on a bike, they're in a car. Florida man's never going to back down, but at the same time, shouting nah to pull over seems like a poor option in that situation. I mean, is the other option that you just pretend not to hear them? And you're just like... <laughs> You, like you just start whistling a merry little tune as you're cycling along. You start like doing your like putting your legs out, going wee. Yeah, <laughs> it's like would a man under arrest do this, officer? <laughs> if I heard you, would I actually pull over? Or would I just go wee? I obviously would have pulled over if I'd heard what you were saying, officer. But I couldn't. I was too busy having fun going down that hill. It's true. And like the next step would be like you get off the bike. They think you're pulling over. No, you're getting up onto like an old school penny farthing type situation. <laughs> and then an even bigger wee as you go down. Oh, because of the big wheel, of course. Because it's a big wheel, basically. How how long would you think it takes to get on a penny farthing? You need a ladder, surely. I'm going to look, you're not going to like what I'm about. I reckon I could do it first try in about 50 There's seconds. no way you could do a first try. Cause it's, no, it's just you haul yourself up. Like you've stood up on things before. What are you talking? What are you standing up on? So you ever stand on a big rock or something? You just put your leg up and the, then you hoof and oh, then up. Oh, a big you're up. fucking rock! Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. And how are you going to get on the big rock with me legs? Like <laughs> I could stand this desk that I'm on right now. I could stand on that right now, right easy. So where's the penny farthing though? Penny farthing, like you're, you're going up to like you got pedal height on a penny farthing, so you just need yeah. to get up that high, and then yeah, you swing but, yourself okay. up. The penny farthing is outside. Are you dragging your desk outside? No, but I could be beside a wall on a penny farthing like. That's fine if needs be. I'm not saying I even need the wall. I think I could just hop up. You think that you could just fucking, like, Dukes of Hazard hop up onto the bike? I'm not saying, like, I take a running start to do one jump and I'm on the seat. I'm saying yeah. I'll get up the way the penny farthing was intended to be mounted. With a ladder? There's no ladder. I'll send you videos of lads getting on penny farthings. It's easy. Yeah, and you are not those lads. I can only assume. Those lads are from like the 1920s. They're all fucking dead. (laughs) I'm way fairer than a dead man. (laughs) I just think, look, I just think I could do it. Maybe it's my new confidence since my knees got fixed, Connor. but I think I'd be well able to do it. Now your knee is fixed, you're a changed man. I have to say you're a worse man. That's what I'm going to say right now. More arrogant, frankly. Certainly more arrogant than what you can and cannot do. And I feel like it's not good. I I think your niche is... I won't be able to do that, Connor. No, because I could get up on a pe- I re- You could get up on a penny farthing. Anyone could do well, it. No, I, I never doubted that for a second, but uh, for you, I meant. No. I mean, Jesus. No, so you're just being mean to me now in particular here is what's happening. 
Right, I see how that no, goes. No, because you always say, I could do that whenever you see the most mad shit. Yeah, and some of it's like, oh, I'd be Olympic level archery, which I still maintain with enough training I could do. There's no way but you'd be Olympic level archery. I could e- I could right now get up on a penny farthing. <laughs> Put that on your gravestone. <laughs> The, uh, Most famous for saying, right now I could get up a penny farthing. Give me a penny farthing. You I'd fucking go up Give me a penny farthing and I'll stand on it immediately. See, that's one of those wagers no, I, I can make because it's never going to be caught what, into like, question. At our, at our grand appearance at a Comic Con, when we have like a massive audience, someone's going to bring a penny farthing out and we're all just going to watch you try and get on it. And I'll do it and then I'll do a little loop round the convention centre <laughs> and I'll be like toodaloo and I'll cycle off into the sunset and that's the end of the show. You're going to say toodle do. That's what yeah. you're going to say as a last ditch word. Yeah. That's my plan. I'm like. <laughs> also, if you were to like daily use, like you, you, as your main bike, use a penny farthing, does that have to have lights on it? Or is it like a historical thing that they don't have to anymore? Yes. See, I've, I've given you two options and you said yes there, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> No, I said it doesn't have to have lights. Yeah, it does not have to have lights on it. Yes, it does not have to. Wait, no. Yes, it does have to have lights. Okay, on you it. see my confusion is all. Okay, so I get a penny. No, no, I, I, look. So it's gotta have it's gotta have lights on it because it's still a it's still a bike that's on the road technically. So I right. mean, you gotta have the right stuff on it. Okay. And hypothetically, if I were to drive a penny farthing around town here, how long before I get the shit kicked out of me? Well, I would think you wouldn't be allowed because you don't have your license. And I, I feel you like don't that's need a that you factor for a penny in. farthing. It's one of the beauties of the machine, Connor. <laughs> I'd give you a, I'd give you a day before a day you got beaten up. Before I'm set Because I, I think the first day... You go out mm-hmm. and people go home and go, did you see that fucking Egypt on the fucking <laughs> Penny Farden in town? That's fucking weird. And then the second day you go out, somebody has a grudge, clearly, because of just yeah. your your style points that you're showing off. I think that's it. And maybe it's maybe that's an Ireland thing. But yeah, I feel in America it would be like, oh, I saw a Penny Farthing today. Isn't that cool? Yeah. In yeah. Ireland, it's some fucking dickhead has a Penny Farthing. <laughs> And he keeps trying to go back in time to sacrifice a goat. Yeah, he keeps <laughs> saying that weird. a lot, actually. It's a solution to everything. <laughs> John, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week of Weird News, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero. Uh, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesdays. The Patreon will have movie reviews and stuff going up there. And then we'll be back uh, in a week for more shows. Well, we're still working on the new outro. It's tough. <laughs> What's not tough is becoming a Patreon. There's a link in the description, patreon.com forward slash years for your podcast. Big shout outs to Roshi and the wife, Palmer, Joe Burney, Russ. Congrats, boys. Since dropping your weekly movie show, you've only talked about movies in both Weird News there Wednesdays. Parfit. Yeah, called out right there. Um, Waffles, David Clark, Sean, Chuck it in the wash and it'll be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Irish Walrus Forever, Helm Roos, Danny McLaughlin, you are the spark that will boil the kettle, that will make the coffee, that will burn the first order down, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Frost, Ed Ball, The Adventures of Indiana Jones and the franchise that just won't die, Lorraine and Connor have swapped the order of the names to purposefully bamboozle Sean, uh, Jackson Bruheim and Liz had a few too many on St. Paddy's Day and tipsily subscribed to the Patreon. Uh, you know what, Liz? Fair play, because that's... My advice is everyone get drunk and everyone subscribe get drunk. to the Patreon. Yeah, tipsily subscribe to the Patreon. I tipsily subscribe to being on this podcast on St. Patrick's Day. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's true. We met in a McDonald's bathroom. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a lot of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. But that's about <laughs> it, <Connor>. Yeah. <laughs> We're not being serious, by the way. I just want to... Be oh, yeah, no, sorry. No, I, didn't, I don't do cocaine. It's not, it's not my wheelhouse. Um, not anymore. <laughs> Ever since the penny farting incident. No, there was no incident. <laughs> I think that's about You're it. You're still not allowed near that school, I think not? that's about okay, it, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean, man. Oh, we should see y'all next week, guys. Toodaloo. Bye, <laughs> toodaloo.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.